you can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyT-Shirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. Welcome in to the Scoop Podcast, the number one UNC recruiting football recruiting podcast in the world, part of the Inside Carolina Podcast Network. And of course, this podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Johnny T-Shirt and GiantT-Shirt.com, the best and most local place for all your UNC apparel and gear. As always, I'm your host, Ross Martin, and I'm joined by Don, Donnie Scoops, Callahan. What's going on, Don? Not too much. Uh, got some sunburn this past weekend while in Myrtle Beach for a seven-on-seven tournament. Okay. So, uh, besides that, it's just uh, no sunscreen. No, you know, I, maybe I'm just a dumbass because you know it's cold out. I just don't think about throwing sunscreen on, and I think really is a little bit of wind burn also yeah. combination of the two. So, uh, so yeah, and and I don't notice it until like it's over with. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, man, my, my face just burned. So, yes, I'm dealing with a little bit of that. Because I didn't get sunburn on, on my arms or my legs at all. Mm-hmm. So, so it makes me think that's a little bit more wind burn. Mm-hmm. What's going on in Ross's life? I don't For- know what I'm allowed to say or ask about <laughs> your uh, undisclosed location. Yeah, thoughts and prayers to you. Um, things are good, man. Basketball season's heating up. And, uh, you know, just completely focused on inside Carolina and bringing our – Readers and viewers, the best content. Isn't that uh, the way it always is? That's Yeah, that's all I do. Uh, of course, guys, if you could subscribe to the Inside Carolina podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, rate the show and review the show. That would be great. It uh, helps us and helps the Inside Carolina podcast get a little more pub there. Let's get right into it, guys. We have a pretty interesting show, a little bit different. We have two bits of news we're going to get to first. We're going to dive into the mailbag. We reached out to the Inside Carolina subscribers on the Tar Pit message board and asked for questions. So we got a bunch of different questions about recruiting, a little team stuff, a um, little UNC stuff, and some kind of off-topic stuff, some fun questions there. So stay tuned for the mailbag. I think you'll, you'll get a lot from kind of the, the variety of questions that range um, all across kind of UNC football and UNC football recruiting. Then we're going to wrap up with our top five. Don, what was the top five again? You had the better explanation of it. Yeah, so it was actually a dual top five. The first one was the top five improvements to the new NCAA uh, football video game. And because I knew that a lot of people would be um, not be able to, to contribute to that, uh, I, we also had – and I knew you were one of those, those people – what were the top five things you did as opposed to spending your days uh, indoors yeah. playing video games? So that <laughs> was that was your top five. And then we actually we actually have one submitter who did both, which mm. was great. Awesome. And the top five for next time we record. Top five is the top five movie sequels. And so this was an idea that came from a poster who actually posed it to me. But uh, as I as I was kind of thinking it through, I thought it'd be great top five for the podcast. 
And as, as everyone knows, you can submit your top five on Twitter. Tweet at me at Don Callahan IC or on the message board. Don Callahan, I think, is, is just PM me on, on the message board. Or you can email me if you must. Don Great. at InsideCarolina.com. Okay, so two bits of news first. Then we're going to dive into the mailbag and then the top five. Let's get right into it. Don, there was some news in the football recruiting world about the dead period. Do you want to go ahead and kind of talk about that first? Yeah, so back, I don't even know how long ago it was, the dead period was extended all the way until April 15th, which was just to basically kind of let the 2021 class know that you're not going to be able to take visits until after signing day, if even then. Um, And so last week, the uh, NCAA came out and extended that all the way until May 31st, which obviously gave gave um, a lot of um, recruits who are hopeful to make some visits, 2020, 2022 recruits who are hopeful to take some visits starting in April, basically told them that um, you're not going to be able to take any visits until the summertime. And obviously this is just slowing down re- recruiting. There, there, op- there have been commitments. North Carolina has three of them. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, another recruit who we're getting into in, in sh- shortly. Um, is going to announce on Friday. Uh, but there are a ton of recruits who are just in a standstill because they just don't have a feel for their schools. They haven't been able to make any visits, so it's difficult for them to make a decision. Yeah, and I was – so there will be no visits either way until May 31st. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, until June first. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. So yeah. even spring football. I mean, tons of spring football going on in Virginia, yeah. North Carolina now. So no coaches will go to those games. Mm-hmm. No players can visit UNC mm-hmm. or any other school during spring practices, spring game, which is a, a big time time for visits. As is June, and so you would think June first, you would maybe have some camps or, or just visits. What do you think? Probably not any well, school sponsored camps. Well, that's. Right? That's that's the hope. North Carolina actually has camps scheduled, and and some of that is just logistic wise. You have to have the the um, fields um, reserved. Um, and it's not just reserved; it's more of making sure you have the landscapers and, and all the utility guys kind of available to kind of handle different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from from sources I've spoken to at North Carolina, they actually expect it to be extended even further. So, um, you, you know, some of some people projected to be expanded all the way until August, which, which is crazy. And I think it just comes down to the fact that, one, the NCAA has so many other things on its plate. It has the NCAA tournament, which is its, its cash cow. So obviously that's, that takes priority. It has all these other COVID issues with other sports that it's dealing with. It has the, uh, the name, image, likeness stuff, which we've talked about before, that it's dealing with. And then I don't think that the NCAA knows how to handle this. Because what do you do? Do you have some sort of protocols for visits? Um, if, if you do have protocols, who sets those protocols? Is it the NCAA? Is it some sort of committee they put together? Is it, is it the individual schools? Is it the conferences? So I think the NCAA is like, you know what? This is just a huge, huge headache. We have other things to worry about. Let's just kick this can down the road, which obviously is, is harming these kids' uh, recruitment. Yeah, I saw a quote from um, Texas A&M's athletic director kind of coming out against – how long they're waiting for the dead period that they're really hurting student athletes, hurting the recruits, not letting, not giving them the time um, to visit, to, to figure out their options. And it's really affecting the 2022 class and 2023 for that factor as well. Do you think UNC, um, I mean, look, no visits between now and May and June 1st. Do you think UNC is going to have a lot of movement in recruiting or, or maybe one or two commitments between now and then? 
I think you still will see some movement, not yeah. nearly as much as we would have seen if there was a um, or if there mm-hmm. was not a dead period. There's going to be guys like Fisher Anderson has already scheduled a quarantine visit to North Carolina. I think you'll see a couple other kids do similar quarantine sort of visits just to kind of progress their recruitment. But obviously, the vast majority aren't going to do these sort of visits. They want to see the coaches in person, speak to them in person, check out the facilities in mm-hmm. depth. And, and, and that you can't do unless it's a um, it's not a dead period. When you say quarantine visit, you mean like the video visit where? No, it- no, no. So quarantine visit is basically so the the actual dead period means no in person interaction between a recruit okay. and a college coach. But there's nothing to stop a recruit from going on campus and walking campus by yeah. himself. Now that's the a, that's a quarantine visit. Yes, coming now, to campus by yourself yes. with family and or whatever. The the strange thing that I just don't understand. The NCAA actually prohibits, if, if a kid is on campus right now, right this second, walking around campus, if they call Mac Brown, Mac Brown can't answer that call or it's a violation. <laughs> Mac yeah. Brown also, or any of the assistant coaches, cannot provide any sort of um, like guided map or anything like that. Yeah. And some of this is because they- Zero interaction. Say, Zero yes. interaction. Yeah. Yes. Makes the sense. NCAA, the NCAA doesn't want to change what a dead period is because eventually we're going to be, you know, out of this sort of stuff with the, with, with the pandemic and, and dead periods, they want to be truly dead periods. But mm-hmm. um, so I get that part of it, but I think some sort of waivers to, to allow even some virtual interaction while these kids on campus would be beneficial. And I think you'll see a lot more kids getting more out of these um, quarantine visits, maybe more taking them. So it's not such a huge problem. No doubt. Awesome. Okay. Well, dead period uh, until May 31st. That's the new news. I mean, are they gonna, they, do you think you're going to send it again or you think this is final? I, I People I talk to expect them to ex- extend it again. Oh, really? Okay. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah, I think, I mean, not to get too into COVID here, I mean, people getting vaccinated left and right. I think by midsummer, late summer, you're going to have, you know, most people having the opportunity to get the vaccine. Yeah. And I completely agree. Uh, but I, again, I think it's just the, the NCAA doesn't know how to deal with it. Don't know, doesn't know how to kind of handle actual visits. And then they're just like, I, we have other things to worry about. Let's just yeah. let's just continue to extend this. Are you pro vaccination or, or anti vaccination? I mean, I, I guess I'm pro. I mean, okay. if, <laughs> I am not in one of the top categories. I, I, I assume I am in, even though you think I'm really old. I assume <laughs> that's that not where I, mean, I was going. I assume I'm in the category, the last category that will be allowed to get a vaccine. And that's fine with me. And, you know, what about you? You don't think you're, you don't think you're high risk at all. Um, You're going (laughs) to, you're going to go the weight, the weight. um, (laughs) No, I I do not. You walk, you you walk 10 minutes a day. There you go. Will will you, uh, will you get it, get vaccinated when you can? Yes. Okay. My parents, my my parents both got the vaccination, so. Oh, did they? How, so how difficult was that for that? Because I've, I've heard horror stories about how, how much of a pain oh. in the butt it's been. Oh, I mean, I think it was fine. I think if you want it, you just do it. I mean, just wait. My sister is a nurse and she got vaccinated. Yeah. And, but she didn't have any issues as far as, you know, she got, you know. Yeah. My mom said it was, didn't, didn't even like hurt or anything. Usually some people have said you get some symptoms after the second shot, mm-hmm. but she didn't have any of that stuff. Well, I'm uh, talking more along the lines of just uh, yeah, yeah. getting the information. The hassle of getting it. Yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's difficult to find it if you're not in that age group, but you gotta have a kind of work with it. All right, enough vaccination talk. 
Uh, next topic, Malachi Hamrick, the 2022 outside linebacker from Shelby High School. Shout out David Ray Allen, 6'4", 205, ranked the number 143 player in the nation, the number 12 outside linebacker, and the number five player in the state of North Carolina. He's a 24-7 sports composite four-star. He is announcing his college decision on Friday. Don, you want to give us a little preview? You want to talk about Malachi for a bit here? This would be uh, UNC's definitely in it, and, and if you were to commit to UNC, he'd be the fourth commitment for the Tar Heels in the 2022 class. Yeah, so his official final five are Appalachian State, UNC, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Penn State. But since he released that uh, top five back, uh, God, I think it was towards the end of last year, uh, it has come out and he has kind of verified that it's down to North Carolina and Ohio State. Prior to receiving his UNC offer, and I think this is significant, he told me, he went on the record and told me that um, if, no- if North Carolina offers him, he might commit on the spot. Holy. That's how, how high he was on North Carolina. Obviously, that didn't happen, but that speaks to just his high um, ingrained interest in North Carolina. Uh, the, the other thing, you know, Shelby is very pro-North Carolina area. Um, and, and then as far as a player, you know, I mean, he's exactly what Jay Bateman looks for in that outside linebacker, rush linebacker position. Because I mean, mm-hmm. a Hamrick is a an edge rusher that's what he is that's what he's best at he's quick off off of the snap um and just you know has long arms which is which is a huge asset in pass rushing and gets to the quarterback and even though shelby doesn't play a whole lot of passing teams i don't have his numbers in front of me but um he has some really good sack numbers from um his sophomore season because he's going to start kick off his junior season right after he announces his commitment on friday you're almost uh I mean, he, he seems like he fits the ideal um, spot for that, that outside linebacker position in Jay Bateman's defense, especially with the height. Um, I mean, he looks almost identical to what Gabe Stevens is, almost a little bit taller, though. He's 6'4", um, Malachi 6'4", Gabe Stevens is 6'3", same similar weight, kind of lean, long and lean, put on some weight, he'll be a beast, right? Is that kind of how you see it? Yeah, yeah, I think um... – you know, I've seen Gabe. I've seen them both more recently. Gabe is a little bit more um, uh, has a little bit more bulk since I think those weights were okay. um, were put on. Um, yeah, two hundred five is is pretty skinny for six four. Yeah, and I think I think he's probably he's probably like you know six three ish, and, and might be even south of two hundred. I mean, he's 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 a skinny kid. Um, you know, seeing him in person, I, and I saw him during. I guess during practice when they thought they might have a, a season in North Carolina, uh, I saw him at, at, at practice. Um, but obviously, I mean, you know, his explosiveness is, is, is where it's at. I mean, adding weight is the easiest thing to do or mm-hmm. easiest thing to improve on once you get into a college uh, program. You can't teach height. You cannot. Yeah. Um, but you can you... add weight. Exactly. We are recording this just a full disclosure here. We're recording this Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but this will not be released until Friday morning. Yeah, so he might have made his decision by the time he listened to this. According to the powers that be, yeah, if you listen to this a little bit later on Friday or over the weekend, um, the decision may have already been announced. Uh, so we apologize for that, but this is the preview. Um, will you be attending the commitment, or how's that going to happen? Is there an announcement? What's the situation there? Is there something you can tell us about there? Yeah, um, so I, I will be there, and um, we will – 
we always attempt to stream the, the commitments that I'm president for, you know, recently, last couple of years. Now, the problem with, we won't completely advertise that until I'm actually there and the stream is up and working because there are a lot of obstacles that we have to work through to get the stream working. You know, internet quality, obviously location, all that sort of stuff. People complain about the Dante Belfour announcement because we were just placed in a really bad position. And we actually, Ben and I actually talked about, okay, do we, do we run this or we just close this stream off? And oh, we decide really? Sort of, yeah. I mean, that, that's what goes into it. And um, yeah, something, I guess something's better than nothing, right? Yeah. And that's what, that's what our thinking was is, okay, you might not be able to see it, but at least you can kind of see something, you know? Well, how, how do you feel about people who complain about things that you're doing to, that they wouldn't have otherwise? Yeah, I mean, go to any of the other websites, whether mm -hmm. on 24-7 Sports or mm -hmm. on Rivals, mm -hmm. and see what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then and then come back to me and complain. I can yeah, promise it, you they're not doing these sort of things. It's kind of similar to, like, people who listen to our podcast. Like, this is free. Like, we don't have to do this. But we are doing it for you. So, like, I mean, let's chill out with the complaints. And just enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the journey that's Don Callahan. And Ross Martin. <laughs> that's right. Okay, Malachi Hamrick. Um, you know, it seems like a UNC lean just as, as a outside observer with with no insight, an outside lean, uh, outside linebacker leaning towards the Tar Heels, uh, announcing his decision this Friday when you're listening to this podcast, 6'4", 205, a four-star, a high-ranked four-star, number five player in the state. And uh, if he does commit to the Tar Heels, he'd be the fourth player in the 2022 class to pledge to Mac Brown and UNC. Let's take a break. When we get back, we will talk. Um, we'll, we'll break down the mailback. We have uh, 10 plus questions for Don and myself on recruiting, on UNC football. Off topic, we'll get right into that. But first, I'll talk to you about Johnny T shirt and giantt-shirt.com. I'm on their website, the most local UNC store right on Franklin Street. Their headquarters are in the warehouse and headquarters are in Hillsborough. Super local store, Johnny T shirt and giantt-shirt.com. Get all your UNC apparel. They have everything t shirts, sweatshirts shorts jerseys things for the home office things for the kitchen things for your car um you know baseball season's kicking off you want to get your your baseball jerseys to wear at home when you watch the games on the ac network they have a 75 percent off sale on, on a lot of different things they always have sales always trying to move gear they have I'm looking at right now the fan favorites don you ready i'm ready fan favorites knit argyle socks for 9.99 a repeating UNC logo belt, $26.99. Jerseys, hats, what else are fan favorites? Baseball jerseys, throwbacks, limited edition Nike retro basketball jersey, a great gift. Um, tons of different types of hats, toboggans, beat Duke shirts, soccer sweatshirts, Navy football jerseys, tons of great gear. Get that at Johnny T-shirt and GiantT-shirt.com. And remember, Don, all Inside Carolina subscribers can get 10% off every purchase from Giant T-Shirt and GiantT-Shirt.com with the promo code found on the premium message boards for basketball and football. There's no better time to be an uh, Inside Carolina subscriber. You also get um, a free subscription to the CBS All Access, which is going to be called Paramount Plus. So you get an Inside Carolina subscription. You get 10% off Giant T-Shirt. You get a subscription to Paramount Plus, CBS All Access. It's a win-win-win. And so do that, giant t-shirt, giantt-shirt.com. We're going to have some national ads, and we'll be right back for the Inside Carolina Scoop Podcast mailbag. 
Hello everyone, it's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meats. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. And we're back. What's going on, Don? Just sitting here talking to my best friend, even though he's, he's so far away. I feel you like I me. could touch him. <laughs> of course I miss you. Yeah, we'll have to get together when we get back. With plexiglass between us. Yeah. With, okay. uh, with you cooking meat. That's right. Yeah. Big weight gain coming up here in the spring. I'm lean right now. I got to put on a little muscle for the, for the summer. Um, all right, Don. We got a bunch of questions on the mailbag. We appreciate everybody who submitted questions on the Tar Pit Premium Message Board. We'll get right into it. We're going to hopefully not to, I'll talk too much about each one, but give some insight. Most of these are for Don, a couple for me. And we'll just have a little conversation here and all these questions, and we'll get right into the top five after that. Ready, Dom? I'm ready. I'm going to read them all, and then whoever answers them, answers them, okay? All right. This is kind of two, two questions are very similar, so I'm going to read both of them. Okay. Recruit over Don's career who he had the worst read on in terms of his ultimate decision, like thought he was coming to UNC or didn't think he was coming to UNC, vice versa. And then similarly, what was your biggest miss when it comes to recruits? Someone you thought was a lock and they went elsewhere or vice versa. All right. So as you know, Ross, you, you did the recruiting game for a few years. We, we have a pretty good idea. In some instances, we know flat out who the kid's going to choose. And usually if we don't know, you kind of feel like it's not going to be North Carolina. So it's hard for me to kind of answer this because I mean, even in situations like I flew out to um, Kansas, Kansas to, (laughs) for Arthur Brown. I, uh, one of the first, we talked about streaming. One of the first, I think is the first recruit that we tried to stream the announcement for was Zamir white. We didn't know what was going on in those situations. And as you know, and and college coaches will tell you this, if you don't know, you're not getting them sort of thing. So, um, so yeah, I, I kind of was like, North Carolina is probably not going to get them. Um, the only one that kind of pops in my my mind a little bit, uh, Jalen Dalton. Yeah. I felt like North Carolina had a really good shot. North Carolina is probably going to get them. He didn't let the coaches know until, um, right before, like maybe like a couple hours before. Uh And so when I left the house for that announcement, I didn't know for certain, but then I, you know, received a phone call from someone who informed me that he had committed to North Carolina. So obviously I felt good about my announcement. Um, uh, Javari Ritzy was one who I didn't know. And he didn't tell you. But you knew he was coming to UNC. Well. I mean, I I knew he was. 
I felt I felt pretty confident. He hadn't com- he didn't commit to North Carolina. I think until I think he kind of North Carolina kind of forced his arm a little bit and said, "Hey, what are you doing? You need to <laughs> let us know before you announce." And that was like an hour before. But yeah, I mean, you know, his mom was was really. I mean, she's a super super nice lady, and she probably would have worked with me regardless. But I'm assuming that maybe at some point she would have been like, hey, it's not worth your time. But her and I worked together for me to be there, for me to stream and all that sort of stuff because yeah. it was happening in her backyard. Um, now, what, uh, let's go back to Zamir White. Okay. Because I was there. Michelle okay. was there. So, yeah, Michelle was there to help. And that was your first streaming thing, right? I believe so. But, yeah, Michelle yeah. was there to kind of help with the, with the streaming. So did you think he – where did you think he was going? I, th- I thought he was going to, to Georgia. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, Georgia was, he's another one where I met, I knew Zamir when he was a freshman and he, yeah, he was a big time recruit, huge recruit. Yeah. And so at that point he, um, I can't remember. I feel like his coach kind of like when I was talking to Zamir, his coach kind of threw in there, Oh, he's a big Georgia fan. So yeah. that always kind of stuck in my mind. And obviously that, that played a big role in his decision. So, yeah. So I didn't know for certain. So my assumption was Georgia. But this was one of those things where it was like a five-star guy. So if if he picked North Carolina, it would have been huge. Mm-hmm. And then also, it's I mean, Scotland County is what, like an hour and a half away, ish. Yeah, like you had to be there just in ca- just in case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's too close to to skip it. Yeah. Now I did skip. Um, I had a Peyton Page's announcement. I did not know, although I felt like it was Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had limited seats because this happened during. Well, during that, I guess the 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 meat of the COVID stuff, yeah. And so uh, I had someone else, a, a news reporter that I knew, who really needed to be there, and I kind of gave up my seat because I just, yeah, you know, yeah. All right. So to move this along, was there anybody who committed to UNC that really surprised you? I guess Jalen Dalton was one of them. Kind of. Was there anybody else you can think of? I mean, you know, some. I mean, there's there's commitments that kind of come out of nowhere. What about um, Mike Paulus? I had a really good relationship with my Paul. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had, that was probably one of the first ones where I had the, the actual story beforehand. Yeah. I was um, in college during that. <laughs> thanks. Um, Elijah green who committed a couple of years ago that okay. came out a little bit out of nowhere for me. There's, yeah. Well, there's always the ones that are a little happen a little quick and surprising. Yeah. And some of it is like the coaches decide that morning, okay, let's, let's accept this commitment yeah. and call the kid. And they say, if you commit right now, we'll accept it. If, if you don't, then – and I think that kind of played a role in uh, the Elijah Green because that's when they kind of realized they wanted to take a third running back Yeah, uh, because they realized that Elijah Burris, his academics were just in really bad shape and weren't improving. Yeah. It's cra- Well, yeah, you know that Elijah Green wasn't a massive recruit, so there's tons of those little small, smaller yeah. recruitments. You know, like Javante Williams. Like, that surprised me because – we didn't even know that UNC was even recruiting him. I mean, this is from my perspective, but then he yeah, offered yeah. and he committed. Yes, yes. Yeah. And like Marcus McKeithen was surprising. It just happened kind of at a weird time, I remember. Mm-hmm. We, knew we went to that camp and then mm-hmm. he committed. You skipped I, that camp. I remember you skipped I was there camp. when he came. I, 100%. I don't remember. Are you sure? Marcus McKeithen, Marcus McKeithen came in late. And I remember Coach Cap was like, you know, this guy, you know, whatever. He's a big dude coming in from like, yeah. South Carolina, and he came a little late with a buddy, and then ran the forty. It was like pretty athletic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was at every camp. You skipped it, probably. Dude, I went to every camp. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. We gotta get through these. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, I told you it's gonna take forever. Yeah, back in the day, 
there were stories of schools setting up recruits with dates, in quotations, during their visits. Does any of that happen now or in the past that you are aware of? And I think with dates, I think they mean I yes, assume, like yes. female students or whatever. <laughs> female companions. companions. Um, well, Hugh Freeze says it happens, or at least his cell phone records do. Um, I stay away from all that stuff. You don't so, ask questions about it. I don't ask questions about that. That's that's not going to benefit me yeah. in the least. So I would assume, and I'm not just I'm not talking about North Carolina. I'm talking about in general that it definitely happens, and it probably happens fairly regularly. And I'm sure that there's certain schools that do it more than others, and I'm sure there's certain schools yeah. that well, that advise their coaches not to do it at all, and they don't do it. it. Well, first of all, this is this is fact. They have college women who help with recruiting. They are there on the visits. They're there at the football games. They're kind of escorting the players and families through the facility on tours. There's a group of women. Maybe it was a lot bigger in the 90s and 2000s than it is now, but there's certainly uh, college women that uh, assist in recruiting in certain ways. So that happens. Yeah, yeah. But but I think, though, we need to make sure we point out that those – at UNC, I believe they're called ambassadors, and yeah. they, they are not there for purposes beyond the touring. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm sure, I mean, this is, I'm, I'm going to speak freely here and this is nothing, oh boy. this is nothing I know, but, and this is not fact or anything, but you look, college kid comes on campus and he um, is there for an official visit, unofficial visit, hanging out, get to know the team. He's going to go to some parties. He's going to go to yeah. in the dorm. Um, you know, this is obviously pre COVID or post COVID uh, go to fraternity parties, go to you know, different situations. There's gonna be women there. And they're going to be like, hey, this guy's a five-star recruit, four-star recruit, meet him. Hey, Sally, this is, you know, blah, blah. So, yeah, it happens. But I guess Don doesn't know too much about the uh, how that inner work is. When it comes to any of that stuff, and No I coach really... is going to tell us anything about that. Yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm not even going to – I'm not even going to ask that stuff. That just does, that doesn't do me any good. Yeah. Do you think we did a good job talking about this in a safe way that won't get us Yes, I think so. I, I don't think – I well, you never know. You never know what's going to offend somebody. Um, but I think we're good. Let's okay. go to the next question. Though. <laughs> okay. This is more speculation than scoop, but on opening day for football, who do you think UNC's too deep will be at running back and how, and how about throwing a third name in there that may be more of a wild card? Um, I got mine. Who you think has the tools to push for one of those spots. If things fall into place for them. Okay. Too deep. Uh, you want mine? So I don't, yeah, I think yours is going to be Sam's mine though. I have mine. Okay. All right. Mine, Ty Chandler, obviously they're not going to bring him in. Um, it, it, you know, if not, he, it, if they didn't think he could be and be that guy, that veteran guy, DJ Jones, which the staff speaks highly of. And then um, Caleb Hood. I think that he's, he's physically ready. And do mm-hmm. um, so you think Caleb Hood passes Elijah Green? Yeah, I get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, there's no way. What, what, what are you? What are I was going to say Ty Chandler and Caleb Hood because DJ Jones is injured. Okay. Well, um, I, I'm, well I'm you would sure. know. What, what's the extent or the nature of, of the I injury? Mean, I think it's a broken foot. I think it's a foot injury or leg. I don't. I don't want to speculate. I think it's something to do with obviously it's a leg lower body injury. Okay. But I don't think he's going to be ready for spring. Um, okay. And we can figure that out. So he might be a little bit behind, but yeah, Ty Chandler, I think you're right. Ty Chandler, Caleb Hood, or DJ Jones. And I think Elijah Green is very similar to DJ Jones. So and I think Caleb Hood provides a different type of player over power back. He's 230 already. He's probably going to put on some more lean muscle in the strength and conditioning program uh, January, February, March, um, in the summer. So, well, what about Josh Henderson? I'm just throwing his name out there. He'll be, he'll be a junior. Yeah. Backup. 
reserve. Okay. So you Br- think Bruce you Brooks. think a lot of you think these guys pass him completely? Well, I'm basing this Caleb Hood take on you and your information providing me. So this is all on you. Okay. 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 But, but I mean the DJ Jones and Elijah Green stuff. I mean, you think you you do you think those two will be or currently are ahead of Josh Henderson? Uh, I think Josh Henderson and DJ Jones and Elijah Green are probably pretty similar, but one more year in spring, one more year of strength conditioning would separate them. Okay. Yeah. All okay. right. Let's move on to the next question. Okay. I always enjoy Don's discussion on past players' recruitments that stick out to him. Let me just kind of – I'll kind of, I'll kind of uh, massage this question. Uh, give, me, give me two commitments that when you think about UNC football recruiting that stick out to you. Recruitments, or because the question says something about interviews. Mm-mm. No, you're looking at the wrong one. Oh, oh, okay, okay, all right. Um, past recruitments that stick out to me. Um, God, here's here's so here's here's the problem with this for me. I had the worst memory. Okay, and so, and I've been doing this for almost twenty years, and um, I think a lot of people always ask me how can I remember all these names, and I think what happens is my brain erases itself each class so that only the current class names are in my brain. So it's so hard for me to kind of look back on on what recruitments. Elijah Hood. Elijah Hood was a crazy recruitment because of usually um, the ones that have commitments and decommitments. Decommitments, yeah. Decommitments. Yeah, and there's a lot of speculation on it. Elijah Hood sticks out. Oh man, um, you know, I mean, Greg Little. If we want to go real far back, did I you mean, cover Marvin Austin too? I did. I did. That happened super quick for North. So, so why you do you think it happened was, super quick? Uh, because of um, because of John Blake, um, his uh, might have started recruiting. Um, um, Marvin Austin before uh, he was actually officially a UNC assistant coach. But <laughs> okay, so that's good. That's three ones right there. What was Greg Little's deal? Greg Little was he's another one I, I I knew for a really long time and just blew up. And I remember him having like he had an announcement. It was a college announcement, and his announcement was to announce that Notre Dame and North Carolina were his finalists. That's what ultimately ended up being. But but heading into it it was supposed to be a, a commitment announcement. And then he ultimately committed to Notre Dame and then on signing day flipped to uh, UNC. The interesting thing with that was that this was b- back when JB was really kind of helping us a lot. And um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was JB. We were, rec- I was, I can't remember where I was, but I was, I was somewhere, I was planning on going somewhere else. And at the last minute, that, the day of, we received um, a tip that Greg Little was going to flip to North Carolina, mm. and then JB was sent to cover that. I believe that's how it played out. Man, this is, what, 2007, so that's a long time ago, but yeah. Interesting. All right, next question. Class or all-time superlatives? A bunch here. Best interview, most surprising how they turned out, I guess, from recruit to player. Oddest interaction. Um. Pretty much anything he's seen, Don's seen, and not supposed to say, but as time has passed, he can now say it to us on the podcast because he loves us. Okay, so I'll just go down. Let's go real quick. Ready? Got to do flash um, announcements here. Okay. I'll, okay, best interview. As Eric Ebron. Okay. 
Done. And that's probably proved true through his playing career and as a pro. Most surprising how they turned out. So that's Ooh. as a recruit to as a UNC player, I guess either good or bad. <sighs> Man, I know that there definitely were guys who I, I didn't think all that highly of, and they definitely turned out to be really good players from North Carolina, and I can't think of any off the top of my head. Okay. Any well, that you, you could think of? Something. Can you think of any who, did you, who did were – you think Switzer was going to be as good as he was? Ryan Switzer? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was pretty hyped up. Okay. Um, you know, uh, maybe, maybe – I don't know. Oh man, Shaquille Rashad. I'm just thinking of guys that I, I cover, covered. Um. Okay. Well, sorry guys. Don Blue. Don, Don. I right. failed. Oddest, oddest interaction. I told Don prepare for these by going through each question. And it seems like he failed in that. All right. Oddest interaction. Oddest interaction. There's there's a lot of them, and they're probably not. Most of them are probably not. Um. Not uh, like actual. You ended up at UNC. Um. Just you know, there there could be weird. You know, the the only one I could think of is is like I, I've ha- I had a, a crew a really 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 long time ago, and this is when I was doing more of the the regional beat, and I had a kid tell me he committed to Southern Cal, and he didn't, and it was just really odd. And then he eventually <laughs> kind of, I think he was either it maybe it was his friend who picked up the phone and was messing with me or whatever, but eventually, I kind of realized it didn't make sense. I was asking a bunch of questions, and he hung up the phone on me eventually. And there, <laughs> God, well, there's been all right, so all right, here here I got I got one I got another one. Okay. Well, it's similar to this. I, I mean, I've been hung up on a bunch. Jaleel, Jaleel, or Jalen Sneed. Jalen Sneed. Okay. Um, this is a guy this class who, oh. um, yeah, a couple weekends ago, he doesn't like doing interviews. So uh, sent him text messages, try to get him on the phone, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> Called him. He answered the phone. I said, hey, how you doing? He said, good. How you doing? I said, good. And then click. So I thought, oh, we're disconnected. Called him back, no answer. Waited five minutes, called him back, no answer. So, yeah, yeah, so he hung up. But there's tons of kids. Like, uh, back before social media and stuff, um, there were guys who, like, they would keep their number secret. And when then you finally get a hold of it, you call it. And then they realize you're a reporter. They hang up on you. Most guys are pretty – this is why I like to kind of go and meet kids in person. And, you know, they know who I am. And they store my number on their phone and that sort of thing because – you know, eventually these kids get so bombarded with phone calls, mm-hmm. they only answer who they know. And then if somebody they don't know them, they'll, they'll hang up on you. What about uh, Tommy Hatton? Anything with him? Tommy Hatton, first of all, he was always willing to do an interview. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's the opposite. Um, super intense. And we probably don't have time to go into the story with you and Tommy Hatton, how he wanted to kill you. But that probably takes a cake for the oddest. I, I, this is when we, you and I weren't working together, and I seriously was concerned for your life. I want to and I, I loved I, how he just was just dogging you the one I day. I legally cannot speak about it. Really? Nah, I just don't. All right. I was going to say, because, I mean, it was, it, to me, it got, it got uh, I was worried. I didn't know what was going to happen. That was the day of a uh, freak show camp. And like, I'm like, oh man, this is like eight hours. Is Ross going to live? Yeah, but for anyway. the record, it was a complete misunderstanding. He read something. <laughs> no, I think we were working together, Don. Because it happened sure? because of a post on Inside Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Maybe yeah, we were. I posted something and he had completely misinterpreted it. I, had, I just had no idea what he was talking about. That's funny. But he was. I not still thought it was. It was still funny. It was funny. It was funny from the outside when your life wasn't being threatened. Um, (laughs) 
Okay. And it was funny how he, he kept on bringing up your short shorts. Yeah, it's like, dude, I've been wearing short shorts for the last freaking 34 years of my life. Like, <sighs> nothing's changed. The length of my shorts have been the same my whole life. Okay. That's weird. So it's like, doesn't even affect me. Um, right. Okay. Uh, I'm going to skip the Cam Newton thing. We don't have time for that. Yeah, um, let's get into Cam Newton things. No, we don't have time. I mean, oh. what I just, I didn't see it, and it seems it's not related to UNC. Okay. Okay. Would be interested to hear a rundown of Don's most memorable recruiting traits. Okay, Don, you ready for this? I know you didn't prepare it all for this podcast, but I'm going to say a word, and you tell me the thing comes to mind, okay? Okay. Quickest. TJ Logan. Fastest. Oh, man. Um, um, Kedrick uh, Davis. Okay. Best route runner. Uh, either Josh Downs or Moose Ooh. Muhammad. Okay, Moose Muhammad committed to not, the not a North Carolina guy, but yeah. yeah. You coach recruitment. Fastest change of pace. Oh man, Switzer. Sw- yeah, we'll go Switzer. I like that. Yeah, I mean, when he got the ball as a player, when he got the ball, man, he could just. Yeah. Okay, most physically imposing recruit you covered. I mean. um, yeah, you know, oh God, I know, there's a bunch of them, obviously. Um, McKeithen, I mean, he was a pretty big guy. Um, uh, Calvin, is it Calvin Bryant, the offensive lineman. You know, this is this is like might have been John Bunning. Okay, he had a massive head, <laughs> but he was like a huge human being. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, I got one. Oh God, what is this? Uh, was it Jordan Davis at Georgia now, North yeah. Carolina? Yep. Huge yep. human being. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, the the best lockdown corner you've seen as a recruit. I mean, I, I gotta go. Grimedog. Um, who? Grimedog. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go him. I mean, you know, in, in seven on seven or one on one situations when he was recruit. I mean, I mean, you think he's good now? I mean, obviously the competition is better, but against guys who were significantly less talented than him, I mean, he just shut dudes down. Do you think he'll be an All American at UNC? First team All American. That that's it's it's easy to say yes, but it's hard. But, it, but it's hard to do because, because there's the a lot stats. of factors. Well, you have to have the stats, and it's hard at, at corner to get the stats. And then also, it depends on who else is out there and who's getting the hype and all that. So yeah. it's almost if it was done in a vacuum, you say yes. But I mean, it's not. And look, it's two two or three people a year that get first team All American. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Best smack talk, or I guess most uh, biggest smack talker, best smack talker as a recruit. Trey Boston. Wow. Okay, so not Gavin Blackwell. You love Gavin Blackwell. I love Gavin Blackwell, and he's definitely a big smack talker. Um, I mean, so is another one who, and and UNC fans are going to like this, Mario Love, who committed to NC State. Big smack talker. Okay. Big, big, big. Trey Boston. A little more on Trey Boston. He's been a great kind of ambassador for UNC. Yeah, so Boston is just not this. It's just not the the smack talking. Well, it's the constantly running of the mouth, but funny, creative. You know, um, yeah, so that's why I would go with. Okay, and best overall recruit that has come to UNC? I mean. It's kind of hard to. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know how to. Like, I guess the top-ranked guy that you thought was the best player when he committed to UNC ever. Um, well, we, we can go Tony Grimes again, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, because – 
uh, I think Marvin Austin technically with, with the numbers, if you look yeah. at the ratings, he would be, um, but I, let's go Tony Grimes. Okay. All right. Next question. Don, Don, can you go into a little more of about UNC's offensive line recruiting? Let me finish the question. It seems like under Mac Brown, they're almost exclusively recruiting tackles and then moving them inside. Does anyone else do this outside of athleticism? Is there any other reason? Okay, six five guy with long arms plays center and guard. Is there a certain center type in recruiting? Um, some of these questions have been mentioned in passing, but some more in-depth analysis would be most appreciated. Yeah, so um, because I've been asked this question a bunch recently, I have been talking to a bunch of sources to get my head around the whole idea. And so basically, the way North Carolina approaches it is that they only recruit offensive tackles and centers. Mm-hmm. And the thinking being that a tackle can easily move to guard, uh, but a guard can't move the tackle for the most part. Centers are a completely different mindset. There's, there's things that you are comfortable with, I guess, allowing if the guy is capable of snapping the ball and then immediately blocking. The problem with center, though, and this is why you haven't seen a whole lot of centers being, being offered, is that there aren't a whole lot of true high school centers. And so what has happened for North Carolina is that if you don't find a center, then you just take a bunch of tackles and figure that one of these guys hopefully will 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 move to or, center. Or take a guard, right? Who could play some potentially play guard or center? Well, so like Adorno, for example. The yeah, so but Adorno was taken as a tackle. And the interesting okay. thing about him is that if you read his – and I went back and looked at his Q&A after he committed – is that he literally says that I either play tackle or guard in North Carolina. They have not mentioned center. I mean, that's almost word for word what he said. So it's interesting that, that shortly after stepping foot on campus, he's yeah. moved to center immediately. Once you commit and sign, they can do whatever they want with you. Yeah. So um, – and then you see – you know, Greg reported that A.J. Beattie from the defensive line was moved to center. So there's a lot of that. So it's just – it's hard to find centers, and especially in a pandemic where you can't see these guys in person, it's, it's really hard to find stuff. Yeah, seeing a guy snap is 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 kind of a big thing. Like seeing them snap yeah. in person. Yeah. Um. Okay. Did you answer everything there? Um. Can a guy with six five, six five guy with long arms play center and guard? Uh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's such a such a general question, but yeah. I mean, I, it, it could happen. Yeah. I mean. Like, do you want a center to be a little bit shorter? Like, is that a thing? Like six three instead of six six? I I th- I think so, but I don't. I think there's just so many other things that are way more important. Yeah, because the thing with center, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, snapping it and then getting up quick to block. Yeah, it's well, easier if you're smaller. Than, if than I don't taller. know if you remember, um, Jonathan Cooper when he. Yeah. When he he was kind of groomed before he saw the field in North Carolina, he was groomed for center, and I think it was that game against LSU where all the stuff was happening with the NCAA right beforehand, where he just had an awful game snapping, and then the coaches were like, "All right, we got to move him this to back to guard because this is not working." But but uh, if I'm remembering properly, he was he was groomed early on for center, and it just didn't. Once he got into a game, he just mentally just couldn't handle the snapping and then going to blocking and all that. Yeah. So there, there is, there is some additional stuff to that and you, and you kind of have to see it under fire a little bit. All right. Good stuff there. Good conversation there, Donald. 
All right, moving on. We have a couple left here. Why don't y'all allow top five submissions via the message board? Don, I'll let you handle this. You're the big top five guy. Well, this was you were the one who kind of set the rule, but um, <laughs> what you you can well someone posts their top five and you get angry, and I think you try to fight them. But um, <laughs> no, I, the reason you're about, why you're about to say is the reason why we don't want people to see yeah the top five publicly. Yeah. Before we announce it on the show because it affects like, what other people say. Do you show people your, your gifts you got them for their birthday or Christmas before you wrap them and hand them to them? No. <laughs> okay. So that's why. How can, when they, how can they answer the top five, Don? They can send it to me on the message board by PMing me directly on so Twitter. Not on the message board. By PMing you. That's different than message board. Yeah. I mean, but you're still on the – you're physically on the on message board. Inside Carolina. Yes. Um, Twitter, at Don Callahan, IC. Or email don at insidecarolina.com. There you go. Okay. Any crazy experiences with recruits, parents, or family? You don't have to name yes. names. You don't have to name all names. All right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think any of this is all that, you know, I've had parents a lot of times um, uh, reach out to, like, I, get, I get a phone call from UNC saying, hey, you said this. But the, the craziest one is someone who was on North Carolina's team last year. Their mother got mad because I was hyping up another, like um, a teammate of her sons was at a North Carolina camp. None of her sons were at that camp. Um, and I was hyping up that teammate. And I guess my wording was offensive to the mother and she reached out to UNC and you to get a call. I get, I get, I mean, I get every once in a while, it's very difficult for me to be completely honest about negative things because one, the family members um, and the recruits themselves will get offended. I've had that happen. And, and trust me, there are tons of recruits who are, who have read stuff of mine and said, Hey, I saw that. I actually appreciate that. I'm going to work on that. And I don't know if he's bullshitting me or what, um, but but uh, I've had that happen a lot. Uh, but there are there are that, and then you have anytime you post anything negative, you get a bunch of downvotes from from posters. And I don't care, but I think it's petty when people do that. Like it, I hate to break it to you, but there are negative things about North Carolina. There are, there just are, you know <laughs> what I mean? And are negative things about the recruits, about their players, and all that sort of stuff. And if you can't handle it, then maybe you shouldn't be on a message board. Mm. Anyway. I went, I went in the wrong direction with that. But, yeah, so I get – I mean, that has happened. I've, I've had – there. Any, like, threatening at a camp or, like – No, I've never had – I'm going to find you. Most No, I've never, I've never received any sort of threats. It's mostly they go to the coaches, and then the coaches come to me, um, you know, or you get anonymous uh, post responses and, you know – yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, I'm trying to think. If I've had any. I had an interesting interaction on the phone with Luke May's dad. Really, he is super nice. I'm surprised. He's great. He's great. Um, that's why I said it's interesting. It wasn't negative. It was just interesting. I, I don't think I can really talk about it. <laughs> but in since, but it wasn't bad or anything. But since, uh, yeah, he's been great. See him at games. See him at baseball games at uh, UNC basketball Super, games. Like late, the nicest family. Yes. Really, the nicest family. Yeah. This was UNC had not offered Luke May yet, 
and I was trying to get information. I covered, I, you know, before I was in South Carolina, I did football recruiting, beat Don, scooped Don all the time. I did basketball recruiting, and I covered the team, and I handled the message board. Mm-mm-mm. Not to brag. Um, and so I was just kind of trying to gauge Luke May's recruitment, and I think Mr. May was just kind of like – was telling me about his son and how like he's being overlooked and underrated and like he's better than the offers he has and stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I get that all the and time. It's never really be true. He was a great player. So let me ask you, let me ask you when you were covering football, recruiting, covering basketball, recruiting, covering basketball team, covering women's lacrosse, covering all that sort of stuff. Did you, were you, did it like interfere with your time in the nursing home reading to the elderly? <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, like I, like were you still able to go there? I don't even remember how I got it all done. It's amazing. Yeah. But I was doing it so well that y'all had to just bring me on because I was scooping Don too much. It was embarrassing <laughs> to him. <laughs> Something like that. Don wouldn't talk to me after I scooped him on some uh, Zamir White news. We already talked about that. You didn't scoop me on it. But anyway. <laughs> okay, next question. I actually posted it first. You just went and posted it after me and made it free. That's yeah, what but, irritated uh, me. <laughs> I posted it first as a but premium. I, had it. I didn't like. I didn't get it from you. I had it as well. I, I hope that's so. How, that's what, that was my only way to beat Inside Carolina was to make stuff that I had free and not put it behind a paywall. I guess. Because, like, I want people to see it. All right. Who would win if you and Don played a game of horse? Me. Easily. When's the last time you played basketball? Oh, since COVID, I haven't played too much. I, for, for the record, guys, I would beat Don every single sport. No way. Ever. No way. What sport would you beat me in? Well, horse. I would beat you Not in. Not sport, but I'd beat you in horse. All right. One-on-one basketball. I'd kill you. Don. I would kill you. I don't think Don – first of all, I'm five inches taller than you. So that would that would definitely help you. But um, – And, I mean – I'm gritty bring, out there. Not to bring up physical fitness – there, well, a, so that's so I'm so so a little better shape than you. There would be a there would definitely be a way for you to beat me. You, you'd have to basically tire me out. Yeah, and that that would definitely put you at a. Um, okay, I mean, basketball's uh, the basketball's a non-starter. I'd kill you in basketball. What, what, uh, what, what else? Could no you, way. What else could you beat me in? I beat you in a, a, a uh, MMA fight. <laughs> I put you in a in a guillotine and be over. <laughs> How many? If we live streamed a one-on-one fight, just wrestling MMA, how many stream, how many people do you think would watch? Like no one. I think we put on Inside Carolina YouTube. We get a bunch of. I mean, I'd watch that rather than watching us sit around talk about recruits. I suppose, but uh, we'd have someone complain about violence, and you know. I think people would pay to watch it. <laughs> if we did it in the man cave. We, how about on the trampoline? You have a trampoline. Yeah, in the backyard. Oh, yeah, I'd beat you in every sport. Okay, and we were done with the football talk, by the way. These are all – only the questions left are off topic. Okay, next one. This, is this one should be interesting. Yeah. What would happen if you two swapped lives for a week? Who would struggle more? Could Don handle the early morning workouts and the healthy food? Could Rossi Scoops take care of Don's children, watch the Philadelphia Flyers, and – What's this word? Ostensibly. Yeah, you use it a lot. What does that even mean? It means um, appearing as such, but 
might not be the case. Okay, and ostensibly write the weekly scoop. So okay, didn't really I'll, I'll let right. you go first. So I would struggle with the healthy food. That'd probably be the biggest thing. I could do the morning workouts. I, I would die, but I could do them. Um, I I think that that I don't think you realize the true. Um, I don't know what the word is like, like like the responsibility with the kids. Like yesterday, I'm working on my stuff that I got to get done, and my daughter runs up here and is like, "I have to hand this math project in in 15 minutes. I need your help. I don't understand this, and I got to drop everything and help her." I don't think that that uh, that sort of stuff, and I don't think that you would like where you know you got your kids have basketball practice at seven, and you want to go skiing. And you gotta you gotta alter your skiing plans because uh, you won't be able to go skiing. Now the other thing I'll struggle with is juggling all the women. You know I'm Chill. I'm I am old, and so I mean one woman is is drives me plenty crazy, and you know four or five, it would be tough for me to do. I don't you know. It's chill. Um, <laughs> okay. First of all, I've seen Don's parenting style, and I would call it very hands-off. <laughs> I don't – I think – because Don's kids are, like, pretty much grown. I mean, he has uh, – how old are you? Both your kids are the same age, right? Uh, basically. Rough. My daughter – yeah, my daughter will be 14 on Saturday, actually, and my son turned 14 last month. So the hard part's done. I mean, you're entering the teenage years, but – they can care for themselves. They can feed themselves. They can put themselves to sleep. Dude, you get the attitudes. You get that. Yeah, you do have the teenage years, which. Yeah, which is not fun. Yeah, I mean, my I'm not going to. My life's pretty easy. I mean, I don't have much responsibilities. Now, Don says he could handle the morning workouts. First of all, he could not. He, <laughs> Don's workouts consist of him on a bike riding at a, a luxurious pace. For ten minutes, that's and no. Then walking on the neighborhood, it's it's twenty minutes. Don doesn't know what a hard workout is, and I must I must do um, four miles. I cannot get off until I do four miles. So I do go at a pretty slow, hefty pace. Um, I'm saying, so, all right. So give me so give me your workout from this morning. Well, I mean, I'm in a different scenario right now where I'm not working out every morning. Oh man! But when I'm when I am in my regiment in Chapel Hill. Yeah, I mean, you wake up at 5.05. Why 5.05? Just because the, the workout starts at 5.30. So, so why not 5? I want that five, five extra minutes of sleep. That alone would bother me. But yeah, go 5.05, you know, it takes about 10 minutes to kind of put the clothes on, maybe drink some water, wake up, get out the door, and then so you're just 5.15, yeah, and then you have, you know, about 10 minutes to get to the workout, 10, 15 minutes to get to the workout, depending on where it is. You, should, you would, if you posted a workout with me if you came um to a, to a morning workout i mean you would probably throw up or and and struggle Wait, so tell me what the workout is tell me what the workout is run a mile then find a hill 10 push-ups at the bottom 10 air squats at the top keep doing that up and down the hill and then i mean just push-ups sit-ups a lot of different um upper body workouts a lot of sprinting um burpees i mean you probably don't even know what a burpee is i do know we call them up downs i mean yeah. I, I don't think you would struggle with it but I, I would love for you to come out and do it and ben our boss ben is in the same workout group as me well so 
I'm not saying that it would be the most comfortable thing and I would enjoy it. I would hate it. But uh, I think I, I think I could do it for, they say, was it a week? I think I could do it for a week. I you would, would struggle be dead. the first couple times. I would be dead by the end of the week. Yeah, but I, I, I could I could do it. And I, you know, it's, so is it a complete, is it a, a complete run for a mile? Like no warm up. I mean, that's part of it. Yeah. I mean, then some workouts are just runs. So it's just six miles, 6.5 mile runs. I would, I would struggle with the six. Yeah, I'm a bad mile. runner. I'm not saying I'm a good runner or anything, but I think the food thing, I honestly, I, I eat bad sometimes too. People act like, you know, some hundred percent healthy eater. I mean, I, I know how to eat very, very sloppy sometimes. So I think you could handle my diet. I struggle just, with my diet. You'd probably eat some Which things that you've never eaten before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would hate watching Philadelphia Flyers. I used to be a waste of time. I'd be like, why am I watching the Phillies and the Flyers? Uh, Ross, you just don't understand. Okay. Good question. Good little conversation there. Um, yeah. Let's get to the top five. You ready, Don? I am ready. Okay. So, so you go ahead. I'll read the. Um, so I think the first one, why don't we do this? The first one is, um, uh, is, not is is your top five so why don't you read that one preview the top five what is it what are we doing all right so your top five are the top five things you did as opposed to playing video games my top five are the top five improvements to the new ncaa football game that's coming back out okay you read the ones that are football related what then you read the first one no you read the ones one by tecmo bowl or whatever it is. Read the no, ones. no, no. This is a – for some reason, this guy thinks – Yeah, you read the ones about the NCAA football one first. Let's get all this out of the way. All right, all right. Fine, fine. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So, Donald from, from Texas. Number five, more realistic recruiting experience that allows us to recruit and sign underclassmen. Number four, include a my player mode that lets us manage our player from the classroom to the field and everything in between. Number three, more realistic in-game experience when it comes to penalties. Nothing worse than getting a pass interference or roughing the passer by the CPU has never gotten these penalties. Number two, allow you to hire a full coaching staff to help with recruiting and game strategy. Number one, realistic players with names, numbers, and likeness. Uh, Dave, David from NYC, uh, number five, can't really think, or, or number four, he only has four. Um, for the game day experience itself, would like to see the playbook evolve to what we, we were seeing today. Number three, as head coach in a dynasty, there should be a fundraising element Ooh. involving with AD boosters, upgrade weight room, locker room, player lounge, and see the benefit in recruiting. Also would be interesting to have an assistant pool of money for an OCDC so you could poach from other schools or they take yours if you if you don't pay up uh, number two transfer portal needs to be added in the dynasty for roster building uh, number one option to cheat in recruiting i guarantee they're not going to do this uh, give recruits cash benefits and you land more of them but there's also the chance of the ncaa investigating scholarship loss ban ball bans all right i like that um, we had a lot of, i think he had a lot of good ideas all right. Number, all right. So let's go with Josh in Hillsboro. Okay. Number five, random assignment of early enrollee status for recruits. Um, number four, uh, facility upgrades. Number three, random eligibility consequences. Um, in Dynasty mode, it should be possible for teams to have certain players ineligible for academic or behavioral malfeasance for any number of weeks. Number two, academic considerations, assign academic 
uh, uh, prowess to recruits, just as is the case for speed, catching tech. I don't know if they're going to do that either. Um, uh, catching, tackling, etc. And number one, once achieving the role of head coach, you should have some role in choosing your coordinators if you have an opening. Okay. All right, Vlad from Earth. Um, <laughs> uh, number five, transfer <laughs> transfer portal. Okay. Number four, facilities slash stadium upgrades. Number three, jersey editor for existing teams. Number two, control over coordinator hiring as a head coach. That's been a lot of people have said that. And number one, customizable playoff scenarios, including number of teams and conference tie-in rules. And let's see. Um, Matt from Callaway. Callaway, North uh, Carolina. Callaway. Uh, number five, all-star games and senior bowl and RTG camp uh, uh, series. Sorry. Um, number four. <laughs> Transfer portal, number three, all FBS and FCS schools. Notre Dame actually said right now they will not be involved unless the name image likeness stuff is fixed. Number two, actual high school and JUCO player ranking. Number one, spring game. All right, the last, last guy. One. Oh, Trevor from Chapel Hill. Number five, more realistic recruiting rankings similar to 24-7 sports rivals. Number four, more in-depth recruiting experience. Number three, option to recruit other position coaches from different programs. Number two, in dynasty mode, option to upgrade field slash facilities. And number one, customizable recruiting classes, similar to what you have on 2K in my GM mode. I have never played, well, I haven't played 2K in a very long time, so I don't know what that means. All right, so that's all of mine. Do you want to read yours before we get to Yeah, ours? I thought those were good. I mean, it seems like it's, I mean, I've heard great things about this game. I'm not a big video game guy, but seems like there's a lot of things you can do or, or try to do to evolve your roster and evolve your team, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the current – well, the current game came out in 2013, and it was actually – I thought it was a lot of fun as far as what you can do in the Dynasty mode. Yeah. All right, great. So these are things <laughs> that people do instead of playing video games, right? Is that what we Or said? did growing up besides playing video games. Yeah, because I did not play video games growing up. I did not have a system, never played NCAA football. <laughs> Nintendo Techno Bowl. This is John from Lynchburg. Nintendo Techno Bowl for riding my bike to the store to buy a pro wrestling magazine game or magazine. Three, playing Army in the woods. Two, watching Cubs baseball games on WGN with Harry Carey. Number one, playing backyard football with my friends. Okay, I'm going to skip Preston <laughs> Greensboro. <laughs> is he the guy that had the, the reply last time too? <laughs> so funny. I love I don't know who he is, but I love him. <laughs> okay. Um is that it? Oh. Uh, so Donald from Texas gave us two. So gave okay. so... he he gave top five winner activities which yeah. like last episodes. We'll read it though. Appreciate it, Donald. Five in Texas doesn't get too cold going out, so playing basketball was one of my favorite activities. Four being a UNC basketball fan. Spent a lot of time watching and researching the men's basketball team. Three being a big music fan. I was spending a lot of time hanging out with my friends, listening to music Two, internet and chat rooms were hot then. So I spent a lot of time on the web. Did you do a lot of uh, chat rooms? I did. I, um, what'd you talk about? Lots of things. Uh, <laughs> are you still in a lot of chat rooms? I don't, do they exist? I don't know. Cause I used to go on, on AOL. This is, I mean, this is high school and college, you know, America online. They had the chat rooms and everything. What about you? Were you a chat room guy? No, I mean, I did the AOL, uh, like, 
Messenger. Instant Messenger? Yeah. yeah. It did that too. Um, I was like kind of Slack before Slack existed. Texting before texting existed. Yes. Chat rooms are wild. I mean, I remember being in some. I mean, that was a weird time in the internet because like yeah. it was still getting on, like still kind of starting on. You just had no idea, but you can at least chat rooms and just chat with strangers across the world. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some weirdos in there. Yeah. Still are. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of weirdos in the internet. Yep. A lot of weirdos on this podcast. Very much so. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Great. I think that's okay. Um, Luke. Yeah. Luke, Luke from New York. He had some other video games he played Techno Bowl, or sorry, Super Mario Brothers, Contra. Like Contra. Is that the tr- up, down, up, down, left, right, A, B, yeah. E, A. Mike Tyson, punch out, power pad games, the giant pad you would run on if Ross doesn't know. So this guy seems a little older. Techno Bowl, sweep he, right he, or left with either Walter Payton or Bo Jackson. It's game over. He loves some Nintendo games. Yeah, I mean, I've heard some of those. Well, he also said mostly played outside as a kid and rode my Terminator BMX. Gotcha. All right, Don, that is our top five. Appreciate those who submitted. Submit the top five for next time we record, which should be in two weeks. It's going to be your top five movie sequels. For this, I mean, I guess the clarification here is it has to have one movie Mm -hmm. and then at least a second movie. Yes. But you could also do the third or the fourth or the fifth as your favorite sequel. Okay. Right? Could you pick, like, Rocky, for example? I don't know. Five or you six. would have to could say you, which Rocky you like, I imagine. Could right? you pick six. two of them or just one? If if two of them are your top five. And I guess okay. same thing with like um, what's the mobster movie? Uh, Godfather. Godfather. You know, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, awesome. All right, Don, do you want to do your same upgrades or are we just going to move on? All right, let's uh, get your, mine. Uh, your, sorry, your My top a. five. Yeah. Um, so number five for me, early enrollees, as people said, I think it would be cool because for those who've never played the game – Ross in particular is that you get uh, during the spring time your players advance in their ratings so it'd be cool to, to be able to sign some freshmen who enroll early and they get the, the ratings boost before they actually play for you a lot of people brought this up um, but I want to elaborate a little bit the position coaches because the last version had the offensive coordinators but I think position coaches would be cool but also give them two ratings a coaching rating, which would provide maybe a bump for players at that position, and then also a recruiting ranking and uh, where you can assign that position coach to recruit certain guys, and, and it would increase your ch- – if you had a really good recruiter, he like a Tim Brewster, <laughs> it, um, it would increase your chances of landing the recruits that you assigned to him. Okay. Number three, I want a better recruiting calendar. It's very, very just blah. It was, it was realistic. It would be great to have junior days where you invite a bunch of guys. If you want a bunch of guys there, or maybe you want just few guys and, and you have more of an impact on them because there's less guys, more individual attention, have summer camps to where you can have the guys in there and get a better, um, better idea of their, their potential ratings and height and weight and all that sort of stuff. Uh, number two, transfer portal. It kind of sort of had a little bit. They had transfer stuff happening in the game. But obviously, um, a lot of it was if someone wanted to transfer in, they just kind of came and said, this guy wants to transfer in. You had the choice of whether to accept him or not. It'd be great to have an actual portal to choose from and kind of recruit those guys like you would with recruits. And number one for me, and this is something no one brought up, what always drove me nuts, because I was one of those ones that before um, you could download the rosters from other people, I would, I would try to do as many of the rosters as I could. But they would only have, I think, 55 or 65 
players on each roster. I want all 85. Mm. So give me 85 scholarships players on each team. So I don't have to make a choice on whether I want this third string or that third stringer on my roster. I want all of them. Awesome. All right, guys, we appreciate you listening. Appreciate you. Where's your top five? Uh, I mean, what I do instead of playing video games, I played sports, I played outside. I built forts, I played in trees. I mean, I had like a classic American childhood. I wasn't stuck inside staring at a screen. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, We appreciate your support. We appreciate you participating. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bet. Do averaging 29 and 11. God, shit. What'd it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Four, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing.